Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. That was a good word. Hallelujah. Well, I have the wrong glasses on. Don't have bifocals in these glasses. <laughs> so, <laughs> got my 24-page message memorized right in here. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. We thank God for our pastors tonight. Amen. Thank God for the sacrifice that they made, left a comfortable life at Victory Christian Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and came back here and pioneered this church, and we are the benefactors of their sacrifice. Amen? Thank God for them. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> you know, Jesus said that man does not live on bread alone. Man lives on every... Man lives on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God's Word is spiritual food. Amen? I, uh, I had a busy day on Monday, and uh, it was a good day, but it was just a busy day. Had a lot going on at work, and then had some activities at the school um, after work on, on Monday. And uh, <laughs> no, I didn't have a busy day on Monday. I had a busy, actually, I did have a busy day because I went and played golf with Todd. Monday afternoon, but what happened was the day turned into a busy day because I was golfing, and so when you go golfing in the afternoon, then the emails stack up, and, and so I felt like I had a lot of questions that needed answered at the end of the day on Monday, and, uh, and I was also, uh, I had received this word on Sunday morning uh, when Pastor Pam was sharing and um, I feel like God dropped the word in my heart. And I was, you know, as she was sharing, God was showing me some things. And I was taking notes on what she was saying. And then on, on this word tonight. And, and so I was kind of working that out in my spirit and in my mind over, you know, Sunday. And then, and then Monday and Monday evening. And, and then some different things happened um, with one of our properties uh, Monday evening. I was kind of thinking about that. And then, and then the basketball team, some, I got some texts. Some texts came in, a couple questions about uh, uh, the basketball team. And so none of it was inherently negative. There were no problems, uh, really. But I just had a lot of things going on in my mind. And, and so I was thinking about a lot. And so I went to bed. <clears throat> and uh, I wouldn't say my mind was racing, but my mind was active. And, and so I woke up in the middle of the night on Monday at 1.15 a.m. And I don't know if this has ever happened to, to any of you, but I woke up. And, and, and so I, <clears throat> I was having a, a vivid dream and, and just thinking about a lot as I was sleeping, I think, or dreaming. And so I woke up at 1.15 a.m., and then before you know it, I looked at my phone again, and it was 2.15 a.m., and I realized I hadn't, been, I hadn't slept for an hour. Thank you for trying to get my glasses. I don't have them. Yeah, thank you. It's okay. I realized I hadn't slept for an hour, and I was laying there thinking about stuff right? And so I, I said to myself, I think God has something to say to me tonight. Amen? And so I got up and uh, very wide awake at 2.15 in the morning, went down to my desk and uh, sat down. And so I was prepared mentally to ask the Lord several questions. Um, just some, some questions I had about the different situations that I felt like I needed his wisdom and his guidance on. And so I was prepared 
to write down a list of questions in my journal. I opened up my journal, and I was prepared to kind of write these questions. And, uh, and then, but before I wrote my questions, I just felt the Lord start to speak to me in my spirit. Amen? And so I just started writing what he said. Three or four minutes later, I had a paragraph of what I felt like the Lord had spoken to my spirit. And, you know, oftentimes I think that we can go to him maybe with uh, questions or uh, questions that we have. But what we really need uh, perhaps is not answers to questions that we think we need. What we need is the word that he has for us. We need that fresh manna word that the Lord has. He knows what's coming. Amen. And he knows he knows what we need to hear. And so I heard his voice. I know it was his voice. I reviewed what he spoke to me. And all I can tell you is like warm honey, just total peace. Everybody say total peace. I stood up. I said, I'm totally exhausted now. I mean tired. I stood up, felt like I was dragging my feet in concrete, right? Got to my bed, put my head on the pillow, and I was gone till 6.15 a.m. when the alarm went off. Amen? I didn't need answers to those questions that I thought I needed answers to. I needed fresh manna word from the Lord. Amen? I want to encourage you, if there's ever a time where you can't sleep, just get God's word. Get God's word. <clears throat> the uh, uh, King David in Psalm 119, this uh, psalm where David, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit reveals through David the riches of God's word. And uh, uh, look, I'm just pulled out several of these scriptures about how wonderful and amazing God's word is. And listen what David says in Psalm 119. And I just pulled several of these out. Sandy, you don't need to put these on the overhead, but I'm just going to read them to you. I have several. He starts out in verse 9. He says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your word. Your testimonies also are my delight, and they are my counselors. Revive me, Lord, according to your word. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Strengthen me according to your word. I cling to your testimonies. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. At midnight, I will rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. David would have known he was a king. Amen. He said, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live for your word is my delight. All your commandments are faithful. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. I will never forget your word, for by, the, uh, by your word you have given me life. Oh, how I love your word. It is my meditation 
all day long. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You are my hiding place. You are my shield. I hope in your word. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. I love your commandments more than fine gold. Your testimonies are wonderful. You know, we've heard the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Can't you hear it? Amen. He said, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entirety of your word is truth. Every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. My heart stands in awe of your word. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure, great peace. Have those who love your law. Nothing causes them to stumble. Thank you, Father, for your living word tonight. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your living word tonight. Our hearts and minds are open to receive what you have for us. Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us. Father, we ask you to minister to us tonight. We thank you for your anointing that's on your word in Jesus' name. We thank you for everyone who's a part of Victory Christian Center. We thank you for total healing in everybody, all throughout our entire body, Father God. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, you can open them up to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. This powerful prayer that Paul said he was praying over the people at Ephesus. And he said, for this reason, and this is the prayer that Pastor Pam prayed over her life, um, uh, uh, when she was uh, a young Christian at Tulsa, when uh, in Tulsa, when the Lord began to really just completely transform her life, she saw this prayer that Paul prayed over others, and she prayed it over herself. Brother Kenneth Hagen, uh, the founder of Rama Bible Tra Training Center and Rama Church in Tulsa, out of which have come hundreds and hundreds of churches, powerful ministry. Brother Hagen said he prayed this prayer over his life. He, he said he read the book of Ephesians. He was a young pastor. He was pastoring a church. He was in his early 30s. He'd been a, a pastor for about uh, 12 years. And he said he read the book of Ephesians uh, consecutively over 500 times in a period of, of just over 30 days. He read the book of Ephesians over and over and over and over again. And then throughout the day, uh, some days he would pause and he would pray these prayers over himself, these prayers uh, that Paul uh, prayed in, in the book of Ephesians. And he said after doing this for about 30 days, he began to wonder what he had even been preaching the previous 12 years. God opened up his eyes and just began to really reveal some things to him. And this amazing prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19, for this reason, this is a powerful prayer. Sorry to interrupt the scripture there, but this is a powerful prayer. I had a family member, and... Um, that they had uh, indicated that they weren't sure anymore that they were a believer. And so um, I had a whiteboard in my office, and I, and I listed, I asked God to show me who to pray this prayer over, and I just put 50 people maybe, just all the different walks of our life, family and, and school and work and all these different people, but one particular couple stood out because they're so close to us, and I inserted their name and 
very quickly after I began to pray this prayer over them, God touched their heart and totally transformed them. And, uh, and they are doing so great now, and the Lord is blessing them. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19, he said, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Woo! Rooted, and and so I grabbed some words out of that. It said, rooted and grounded in love so that you could comprehend and know the love of the Lord, the love of Jesus, so that you might be filled with all of God's fullness. The creator of the universe, if we can know and comprehend his love, we can be filled with his fullness. The greatness of God is revealed in his love. The fullness of God is revealed in his love. Not religion not rules, love. Amen? This remains a promise for you and I today. If we can comprehend, if we can know, if we can understand, if we can grasp, if we can get a hold of, if we can have a a revelation of the love of Jesus, we can be filled with all the fullness of God. The fullness of God. Total fulfillment. Is your phone talking the Bible to me? (laughs) It is. I hear the Bible. Hey, that's good. (laughs) Is that your ringtone? It just started talking. Yeah. So the fullness of God, total fulfillment, abiding peace, overflowing joy, absolute victory over darkness, clarity in the midst of confusion, answers to questions, wisdom for every situation. That's fullness. We are living in this world, but we are not of this world. There may be confusion all around us, but we have the fullness of God on the inside. Amen? We live from the inside out because the Spirit of God dwells on the inside. And if we can have a revelation of God's love, we can be filled with His fullness. Amen? This is the love of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus was teaching on love. He turned the religious community upside down with his teaching on love. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. The definition of curse is a solemn utterance intended to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. So we bless those who proclaim a solemn utterance intended to inflict harm or punishment on us. We bless them. (laughs) Amen? Anybody can love your friends. Jesus said love your enemies. 
Do good to those who hate you. Do good to them. Don't just avoid them. Do good to them. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Here's what it means to spitefully use you. Vengeful, mean, cruel, rancorous, revengeful, vindictive, referring to a desire to inflict a wrong or injury on someone. It implies a malicious desire for revenge. We pray for them. Amen? Jesus said, you have heard that it, it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, I'm going to turn the whole situation upside down. This is why Jesus is the answer for the world. Amen? He's the answer for our society, for our culture, to bring us all together. He is the answer. Because he said, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Whew. I first heard this message of love when I came to Victory Christian Center. I grew up uh, in, in, a, uh, in the church, but I never recall hearing about God's amazing love. I don't ever recall hearing about it. And, and so when I first came, boy, it really resonated with me. And I had never heard Diane Hughes actually shared the message in a Victory Bible Institute class. And I had never heard about God's love the way she shared it. It was the anointing. Amen. It was the anointing of God. It wasn't a religious teaching. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit revealing the love of our Father for us. And, and also revealing the heart that we're supposed to have towards other people. And uh, I had to get more revelation on it because I didn't, I didn't, uh, um, so when I was growing up, you've all heard the story. I was small, short, skinny, undersized, and I matured late. <laughs> and my mom started me like two years early. Oh, it was great. So if you could have looked at Here's a poster child for getting picked on in sixth grade. That was my picture, okay? So I responded in love not because um, it was a choice. I responded in love because I didn't have any other choice. <laughs> I was going to get killed, right? And so I didn't defend myself because I didn't have the physical ability to defend myself in sixth grade, right? Todd had a full beard in fifth grade, okay? <laughs> You and the kids who picked on me. <laughs> but Todd wasn't one of those kids. I know his heart. Amen. So, so I had some things locked up in me from when I was younger, right? So, uh, some negative, some situations that had happened and being hurt as a, when I was younger. And so God had to do a work in me regarding this. Because I saw not defending yourself as weakness, not strength. But the strongest people on the planet are those who walk in love and don't have a need to defend themselves. Amen? 
Those are the strongest people. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Jesus reveals the path to true greatness in uh, serving others. And in Matthew chapter 20, uh, verse 20, he, he talks about it. And uh, this woman comes up and she, you know, hey, don't forget about my sons. I want this son to sit on your right hand and the other son to sit on your left hand. And so she's like, you know, my kids are special. I want my kids to be great. Here we are. Let's go ahead and read it. Verse 20 in Matthew 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? And she said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left hand in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it is for those uh, for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the 10 heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. What are you doing asking that thing about to Jesus? But Jesus called them to himself and he said, you know the rulers, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen? That is it's amazing, right? It's contrary to our fleshy nature, right? <clears throat> what kind of person can do good to people who hate them? What kind of person can bless others who curse them? What kind of person can pray for those who spitefully use and persecute them. What kind of person can do this? I'll tell you what kind of person. The kind of person who can be entrusted with great power. If you'll find a person who will love their enemies and bless those who curse them, you can entrust that person with great authority and great power because they won't use it for themselves. They'll see themselves as a vessel through whom God can minister through to bless many, many people. Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't that rich? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. If we'll get over the need to defend ourselves and just see ourselves as a vessel through whom God wants to minister love and grace and healing and relief to other people, whoo, there's no limit on how much God can give us and do through us. Amen? <clears throat> the most truly powerful people on the planet are those who cannot be shaken by the words, actions, and opinions of other people. Those are powerful people. If, if you and I can, can continue to develop in this revelation of God's love for us, 
and how he wants to love through us, we'll become truly because we won't be shaken by the words, opinions, and actions of other people. That's a powerful person. A powerful force for good. Amen? Joseph in the Old Testament is an amazing example of a person who went through tremendous difficulty, endured tremendous hardship, hardship, all through the words and actions of other people. The people who should have cared about him the most. He went through great hardship at their hands. They put him through it. And uh, he is an amazing example to me of, of God knowing that uh, a situation was going to happen on the earth, and he needed someone he could entrust with great power and great resources and great authority because God needed to take care of a ton of people, and so he needed someone that he could entrust with great power. Amen? And uh, he found it in Joseph. And when no one was looking, when uh, no one was talking about it, Joseph was proving himself faithful. And there came a day where God promoted him, and everybody found out about it. And we're talking about it thousands of years later. Named my son after him, (laughs) Joseph in the Old Testament. He proved himself so faithful, thousands of years later, people are naming their children after him. That's awesome. Amen? Everybody say, let me be that kind of faithful. If we look closely at Joseph's life, we can see a clear revelation of the love of Jesus. If you look at Joseph's life starting in Genesis 37 over to Genesis uh, 47 or 48, almost everything that we see in Joseph's life, the different things that happen, it parallels Jesus. And you can see a richer revelation of the love of Jesus in Joseph's life. Re- uh, uh, came to his own to rescue them, rejected by his own, falsely accused, and then exalted, and the Redeemer, the one to whom we can run. Amen? It's amazing. Joseph's brothers envied him, betrayed him, sold him into slavery. There's no evidence that he harbored resentment or bitterness toward his brothers. He was falsely accused of rape. He was falsely convicted with no trial and unjustly sentenced to prison. But there's no evidence that Joseph harbored resentment or bitterness toward the woman who lied about him and provided false testimony of him, and humiliated him, and ruined his life and his reputation in the community. And there's no evidence that he said one negative word about her. Amazing. No record of Joseph crying out, what about me? What about my rights? No record Uh, of Joseph demanding that he be respected. What about my respect? I deserve to be respected. No record of Joseph publicizing his unfair treatment, even, even though he would have been justified in doing so, based on what other people had done to him. His own brothers rejected him, threw him in a pit. So, oh, let's get some money for him, pulled him out. 
sold him into slavery. Amazing. No record of him harboring resentment or hurt towards them. It could have locked him up for the rest of his life because of what they did to him, right? Could have locked him up, and he was done. Could have been a hitching post that forever defined who he was. <clears throat> He's a picture of Jesus. Walked in total forgiveness of those who hurt him and wronged him. At least 13 years after being sold into slavery and being in prison, one day came, and after Joseph had proven himself faithful, he was promoted to a position of great authority and great power. Cleaned him up, put on his priestly robe, and got to ride in the second chariot. Amen? And uh, I believe it's significant that he was in the second chariot. I believe God is showing us through this uh, story that uh, this was so exciting for me because I've always loved the story of Joseph. And then one day I was reading it and I saw that it was Jesus, a, a picture of Jesus and a richer revelation of God's love for us and, and how Jesus how he treated others on the earth and how he was mistreated and yet forgave them at the end. And I began to see this rich revelation. And I was so excited because I had never heard anyone share about this. And I think I, I shared with you and I was excited about it. And then, and then it wasn't long after that that I heard uh, John. But, you know, when you get something, you feel like you see something in the word. And uh, you want to know that, that you have it, that you're on track, right? You don't want to get off track, Amen. And, and I was so excited because it wasn't long after that that I heard Pastor John Hagee uh, in Texas, and he was sharing, and he shared on this exact same thing. And I was so excited because it confirmed what I felt like the Lord had shown me in Joseph's life. And um, I believe that the fact that, that, you know, the king, he said, I got the first chariot, and I'm going to give you the second chariot. He said, only in regards to name will I be greater than you but I give you all the same authority and same power that I have to act on my behalf. Isn't that awesome? Woohoo! same thing God did for us. God showing that as we are willing to submit to him, his chariot is first, our chariot is second. And we simply see ourselves as being willing to allow God's power and God's authority and his provision to flow through us to take care of others. Amen? Look at how Joseph treated his brothers when they came, uh, came back to him. He had every right to scare the heck out of his brothers. They didn't recognize who he was at first. I mean, he had every right. He said, do you have any idea who I am and what I have become and what you did to me? Now I'm going to show you what I'm going to do to you. Right? Have you ever seen anybody act like that? <laughs> We've seen people act like that, right? It's amazing, though, because God revealed his heart for us. Even when we reject him and wrong him again and again, we go back to him, and his arms are open to receive us. Joseph didn't respond that way. He responded with this amazing heart of compassion and love for his brothers, the ones who had put him through all this. Amen? He had so much love for them, he had to go in the other room because he was weeping. Amen. 
It's awesome. Thank you, Lord. A rich revelation of Jesus' love for us. Oh, the depths. Everybody say the depths of the amazing love of our Father God. Amen? Joseph used his power and authority for good. All the resources of that nation uh, were given to him to disperse as he saw fit. God knew he was going to need someone with tremendous restraint. Amen? Someone that would see themselves as a vessel through whom God could minister and provide relief and help to others. It's amazing. God is looking for those people today. Amen? I think we can look all around us and we can see examples of people who have fought their way to the top and struggled and gotten on top without living according to godly principles that he has shown us in the word, but we have a better way. Amen? The path to true greatness is serving and loving. That's the path to true greatness. Amen? Matthew 20, Jesus said, It shall not be so among you. Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Do you have a desire to be great? A great parent? Great at work? Great in your relationships? great in every area of life, then see yourself as a vessel through whom God can minister encouragement and strength and deliverance and love and relief to other people. Amen? It's the path to greatness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. The first time I heard this scripture, I was in college. And a friend of mine uh, named Hector uh, awesome guy, awesome Christian young man. And uh, I remember, uh, I, don't even, I don't know what the setting was, but he was talking about this scripture, and he was like, man, I'm working out this scripture in my life. <laughs> he goes, this one's hard for me. I, he goes, I need the Lord's help. And so I remember that conversation today. In Philippians chapter 2, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Everybody say, stay humble. As you and I seek to love and seek to serve, God will promote us. So then the job is to stay humble. Amen. Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. This is the path to true greatness. Just real briefly tonight, three keys. Three keys tonight to receiving and walking in God's amazing love. Receiving and walking in his love. Number one, see yourself through the loving eyes of our Heavenly Father. The one who has amazing love for you. The more secure you are in your Father's love for you, the more you are going to be willing to yield yourself to Him to minister to others. Amen? That's why we can't stop talking about His love. 
we, we can't get enough of talking about his love, his great love for us. Everybody says, I want to go deeper. You can't go deeper than his love. The greatness of God is revealed in his love. He said, if you can comprehend and know the love of God, you can be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen? The fullness of God and all that he encompasses. It's found in his love. So the first key to receiving and walking in his love is uh, to see yourself not through the opinions of other people, not through your mistakes, not through your failures, not through your successes, but to see yourself through his loving eyes. Amen? Romans chapter 8, verse 39. I've probably said this is my favorite verse, about 100 verses, but Romans 8, 39 might be my favorite. I don't know. Romans 8, 39 says, I'm persuaded that not death, not life. Boy, look at the words that Paul uses. He's like grabbing every word he can find to talk about God's love for you and for me. He said, I'm persuaded not death, not life, not angels, not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come, not height, not depth, not any other created thing can separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is some serious love. Amen? That's the Father's love for you and the Father's love for me. We see it in Joseph. Put through hell at the hands of other people, his own brothers. They come back to him. He harbors no resentment. Immediate forgiveness weeps over them. Gives them land, gives them resources, gives them supply for them and all of their families. It's amazing. We see God's heart. We are totally secure in the Father's love for us. Amen? Man, come what may. A revelation of God's love, there's no situation that's too difficult for you and me. Not with a revelation of his love. Amen? Number two, yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always have us respond in a way that glorifies the Father. Always. Yield to the Holy Spirit and respond accordingly. (laughs) Regardless of the words or actions of others. Number three, stop fighting for your respect. So, we love sports. And uh, we watch a lot of sports. And so I think it was uh, two years ago or maybe just a year ago. And uh, actually, I want to talk about him second. The first one, uh, this person had just won the world championship in his given sport. And depending on who you talk to, they might say, he's the greatest player on the planet today. They might even say, he's the greatest player to ever play that sport. And they had just won the world championship. The confetti is falling from the sky. His sweaty teammates are hugging all over him. This is the pinnacle, the crowning achievement. It's a professional sport. He's been playing since he's a young boy. They win the championship. 
He's absolutely on top of the world. Most people consider him the greatest in the world, and they interview him. And he says, I'm going to get my respect. I will get my respect. I heard that, and I was like, oh, that ain't right. Mm, that's not right. You're at the top, and you're still looking. You're demanding from others how they treat you. You've reached the pinnacle, the mountaintop, and you still don't have fulfillment because you're looking to others for respect and admiration. Another example, this coach, they had just, uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney, Sweeney, the coach of uh, the Clemson uh, Tigers, they had just won the national football, uh, the football national championship last year. They actually went 15-0, and uh, best record in the history of college football. The only team that ever went 15 games, no losses. And he comes, uh, they're on the field. They had just won, huge game over Alabama who most people was thought, thought uh, uh, would probably win. And so they're inter interviewing Dabo Sweeney. And first thing he says, he says, all the glory goes to my Lord and Savior, Jesus, for this whole thing. And then he said that the, the reporter asked him how he feels about this championship, you know. I can't imagine how, how all the, the work and the hours and everything that goes into it. And this is what he said. He said, I want to encourage all you other coaches out there, all you other young players, man, if I can do this, you can do it too. That's the love of God in someone's heart. Amen? And uh, both were promoted. One was promoted by God. Amen? And used by God. Hallelujah. Dabo Sweeney used that huge stage of, his, stage of his personal accomplishment to bring others up higher, to speak encouragement, and to speak love. Know the love of Jesus. Receive God's love. Be secure in his love for you. Simply pour out your life. Be used as a vessel of love and encouragement and strength for others. That is the path to true greatness. Everybody say true greatness. And I want to close with this uh, uh, scripture again, Ephesians chapter uh, 3, verses 14 through 19. The Apostle Paul said, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Everybody say all the fullness. Amen. Let's all stand up tonight. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank you again for joining us uh, online. We are so glad that you're with us. We want to pray for you tonight all across the room. And for those of you watching, if you're here tonight 
and uh, you would say, my life is not right, we want to pray with you. If you're watching tonight and you know that you are on the wrong path in life and you feel far from God, tonight is your night. Let's get it turned around. Amen? And uh, it's a yielding of our life to the Father. And uh, we come to the Father through faith in His Son, Jesus. And so we want to pray for you tonight. If you're here tonight and uh, you need prayer, I want to pray with you. So all across the room, if that's you here tonight, you say, Pastors, I am on the wrong path. I want to get on the right path tonight. Amen? All across the room. I think I know about everybody here tonight. Amen? Let's all pray this prayer together. Let's say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for me. I receive your love. I have sinned. I've made mistakes. Tonight, my Father, I ask you for your forgiveness, and I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you are born again. Amen? All right, let's go out with a powerful confession tonight. Here we go. I am valuable. I am created in the image of God. I am loved by God. Nothing can separate me from God's love. Therefore, I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. I am a vessel. God's power. God's love. God's compassion. His goodness. His forgiveness. They flow through me. I am a powerful force for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of the week, okay? And we'll see you all Sunday morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord.